welcome to the Acupuncture Outsider podcast. My name is Richard Hazel, and in the time it takes for you to commute to or from work, I hope to have shared something of interest about orthopedic acupuncture using motor points, trigger points, myofascial slings, uh, neurofunctional acupuncture, segmental treatments, anything that crosses my mind that seems to be of interest. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Acupuncture Outsider. This is Richard Hazel. And uh, if you're in my Facebook group on uh, the Motor Point Acupuncture with Richard Hazel, um, you probably saw the research that I posted there. You can download the full PDF and see all of the images. Um, but the point uh, I wanted to make is that I found it a very interesting uh, published article in Anatomy, it's a medical journal out of New Zealand. And what they did was uh, they took uh, 11 cadavers and they did biopsies of the uh, tensor fasciae latte, the TFL, the gluteus medius and the gluteus minimus. And what they were trying to determine was if they are primarily phasic muscles or tonic muscles. And tonic, for those of you who don't follow the school of uh, Yanda's thinking, uh, tonic or postural muscles. So you could say postural and phasic muscles. Phasic muscles have uh, the type 2 fibers that do fatigue easily and can become inhibited from pain, injury, um, but they don't tend to tighten and shorten. Whereas the type 1 fibers are the slow twitch, non-fatiguing muscles that keep us uh, standing up and stabilized, etc. And those muscles are prone to tightening and shortening. And in the school of uh, Yanda's cross patterns, you will see a lot of those tonic slash uh, postural muscles shorten, like hip flexors, um, uh, back uh, lumbar extensors, uh, neck extensors. They are very prone to tightening and shortening. They don't fatigue easily, but they shorten. So the price we pay for muscles that will not fatigue and you know cause us to drop our head, not be able to hold our head up, um, are that they will shorten and eventually cause postural issues. And um, for those of you who uh, do not agree with the Prague School guys, the Yonda and Levitt, the people that I considered complete geniuses, um, you may not believe that posture causes pain, but when you find people who are in pain, you can use the cross patterns to remember what are the short postural muscles that are very likely causing pain. And you can use the cross pattern phasic muscles to know where to look for muscles that have become inhibited and are no longer stabilizing properly. Phasic muscles don't often cause pain uh, directly. They cause pain by uh, losing their strength and no longer being able to stabilize. And then you have postural muscles that have to work harder for joint stabilization. And those postural muscles will shorten 
and shortened muscles that cross joints will cause joint pain and tendonitis and eventually bursitis or osteoarthritis, etc. So in the in the Yonda school, we like to follow the cross patterns because that helps tip us off to what will be too short and is likely the um, primary source of joint pain and, or tendonitis inflammation, etc. So I found this article interesting because it backs up the conclusion that I've already come to and have talked about before, which is that the gluteus minimus and medius are very prone to shortening. They're not just uh, phasic. We kind of learned from physical therapy, physiotherapy, rehab, that the glutes become inhibited. The glutes have amnesia and, no, and don't function properly. Um, and by the way, they do, from their biopsies, they did see that the glutes do have somewhere in the 40% range type 2 fast twitch phasic muscle. So they do have power and they do have fibers that will become inhibited by pain. But more than half of the fibers that they saw in the gluteus, medius, and minimus were the uh, type 1 um, postural muscles that are going to be prone to inhibition, I mean, sorry, um, tightening, shortening, and becoming weak. Tightness, weakness is what Yonda would call it. So why is this relevant? This is relevant because it's important to understand why we're, why we're treating what we're treating. It's, you know, when you first start out, if you just say, okay, well, you know, I know from so-and-so that for this condition, I should treat the gluteus medius and the TFL, for instance, and then they get better. But, but it's really important to understand why it helped. So I think it's really helpful, useful information from this journal article that um, that the, glute, the gluteus medius and minimus are becoming short and tight. And it explains things that we see in our patients regarding flexibility after we treat the gluteus medius and they can bend over and touch their toes better or they can cross their legs without pain, um, things like that. Those are um, things that we see and very often we have to say, well, I've been told that the glutes are phasic and become inhibited, but in my experience, they also become short and tight because when I treat them on patients, I see improved flexibility. But now we have published uh, histological research showing that in fact, the gluteus minimus and medius are more postural than phasic. They're more tonic than phasic. And this would explain why the gluteus minimus gets so dense on so many people. And I probably have mentioned it like three, four different uh, podcast episodes already, so I won't you know, beat a dead horse, but the gluteus minimus is so huge, uh, so hugely important for hip dysfunction causing pain in the joint in on the outer part of the trochanter 
or even in the joint, in front of the joint, especially where it attaches. So, you know, gluteus minimus, it's good for, I think it's, it's, it's uh, nice to see that, that my assumption has been correct, that it is tight and ischemic and more like a postural muscle. So we should consider it that way. And we should consider treating it for any, anyone where we're trying to improve their hip mobility. Um, the TFL, interestingly, has more than, has 55 or more percent type 2 fibers. So that makes it more phasic than tonic, which I find interesting because I, I, I really see that TFL does get tight on people and it can cause a lot of problems, um, especially like IT band. IT band syndrome, um, you end up treating a lot of I mean, you have to treat, you have to, you have to test the person's hip to really know what that specific person's problems are. But I can tell you that you, on almost everyone with IT band syndrome, you will be treating gluteus minimus and gluteus medius and TFL, almost everybody. Now, some people, you're going to find other things going on, vastus lateralis or um, other deep rotators like piriformis or the, or the uh, obturator turnus, gemelli. There are lots of things that can cause tension on the hip that will cause the uh, the internal rotators like TFL and glute min to get tight. Um, so you know it's not one size fits all. But if you if you listed um, successful treatments of IT band syndrome, uh, you know ten of them, and what you treated, they would all include gluteus medius, gluteus minimus, and the TFL, and many, many of them will include vastus lateralis. And very uh, a lot of them may also include biceps femoris. Um, anyway, so I thought this histological um, study was really helpful and important because I like to feel confident, confident when I'm telling a patient that this is what's happening, that there is science that backs up what I'm saying. Otherwise, I have to say, well, they say this, but it looks, I often see this. And it's, I much prefer to say that the experts who are doing the scientific research back up being able to say that the gluteus medius is prone to shortening. The gluteus minimus is prone to shortening. Um, it is what we see clinically. And I like being able to say, I can point you to the research. Um, so that's relevant. Um, interestingly, I was thinking about, um, the Yonda approach to treating tight tonic muscles. Um, I think very often they're, they're going to be stretching the tight tonic muscles. And when dealing with the phasic muscle, you very often want to consider the antagonist that is very likely a tight tonic muscle. So I was thinking about that and, and the hip and um, that maybe instead of um, trying to strengthen inhibited uh, gluteus medius and minimus um, with clamshells, they should be doing some stretching of the gluteus minimus and medius for somebody who is having maybe like a Trendelenburg kind of hip drop. Um, you know, sagging hip because uh, they're not having good stabilization in the hip. If you don't have needles, then you need to somehow address the uh, chronic 
shortening of the gluteus medius and the minimus. So I was thinking probably you need to get in there doing some myofascial work, some uh, active release technique, some you know pin and stretch sort of stuff. Probably have to do some good stretching for that. Um, luckily, we have needles. You can put a few needles in and 10 minutes later or less, the person will have much better flexibility, much better elasticity and strength and, and good stabilization uh, for their hips. Um, it's another thing to consider uh, tight gluteus minimus and medius um, makes the uh, pelvic stabilization weaker. So when you're dealing with those issues, it's always good to check the contralateral QL because the weak abductors, when they're not able to stabilize the pelvis as well for walking, standing, running, the contralateral QL will work harder to maintain the pelvis in, in alignment. You know, we basically say in alignment with the horizon. So if you're standing on one leg and your gluteus medius and minimus are super tight and weak, and maybe your TFL is fatigued, um, unable to maintain pelvic stabilization, then your QL will work harder to keep the, I should say the contralateral QL will work, work harder to keep your contralateral hip from sagging down. So the QL, it's important to remember, is part of that pelvic stabilization. Um, I was, because of that article, I then was thinking, you know, I bet there's some research on the transverse abdominis um, and fiber types. And I mean, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't pay to download the whole um, research article but I, I read the abstract and it does to me, it does look like there are similar studies that are backing up that the, all the abdominals um, are, I don't know about rectus, but I know about the transverse and the obliques are more type one than type two, meaning they're a balance, but a little bit more on the uh, tonic uh, postural side than on the phasic side. So, you know, we hear a lot about um, abdominals becoming inhibited. And in fact, they do. Pain will inhibit um, abdominals. And if you've worked with anyone who's had any kind of surgery that affects their abdominals, they absolutely do become inhibited. Um, and electric stim acupuncture is one of the best ways to get them firing again. You know, a needle in the motor point of the transverse abdominis or the external oblique or internal oblique can really get those muscles firing way better. And uh, I've done that for rectus abdominis too. Um, you'll see that um, after childbirth for women, regardless of it, whether it was a C-section or natural birth, they, their abdominals will be wrecked. By, uh, I think probably just by being stretched for so long. So you'll see when women want to get back in shape uh, after giving birth, they will be frustrated that they can't get their abs to fire. Um, sorry, you hear my dog uh, dreaming in the background. He's, I don't know, chasing something or <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, 
but he's fine. If you hear that, he's fine. Um, so, you know, the, it, I, my experience has been that you see that the abdominals get super tight on people. So I think part of their weakness and their lack of ability to stabilize the core can also be from overuse and um, becoming short and tight. I feel like that's that's like been my um, biggest issue with my abs is just I feel like they're super tight. Um, and my QL, and that affects breathing. So it, it, it affects our core stabilization, it affects breathing. So... Um, I, I don't know, I just, I think it's worth looking into, if it interests you, to see if, um, as an orthopedic acupuncturist who wants to be able to consider what's tonic and what's phasic, what is tight and weak and what's weak because of pain and because it's more type two phasic fibers that have become weak, um, it's good to dive into the research because it one if you if you like to have a different electric stimulation protocol for tight um, muscles as opposed to inhibited muscles, um, aka like one or two hertz frequency uh, or t- or ten hertz or higher for inhibited, um, you know these are good things to know. It's good to know for the patient, the specific patient that you're treating. Um, I know I definitely see patients where their TFL is more inhibited than than tight. Um, you've probably encountered people where you put the needle into the motor point and you're using your pointer to stimulate the needle and it's barely even moving and you, you're doubting your location. And in fact... Um, very often your location is fine, but the, mu- the muscles inhibited. So, you know, kicking up the, the pointer to 10 Hertz or higher, and then touching the needle, you'll see you start to wake up an inhibited muscle. And then, um, you can address the shortening, the shortening of the muscle with a lower frequency. Um, that's not uncommon. You see that on TFL. I was, um, I was not surprised to see TFL has a higher percentage of type two fibers, but um, I still see TFL does get short and tight, weak because of shortening, um, anterior pelvic tilt because of shortening. So uh, I think in many cases, muscles that we've been taught are prone to inhibition can also be considered as prone to shortening. Um, I think it's good to open up our minds to uh, the idea of phasic muscles that become short as well, like a postural muscle, or to the idea that things that we've been told or phasic muscles are actually more postural, like the gluteus medius and minimus. So, um, okay, I guess that's it for today. I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, For those of you who like to read research, you know, start looking at fiber types on muscles and things that you're treating. Um, I think it's, it's a worthy discussion 
And I think it is probably helpful for tough cases to remember that sometimes muscles that we expect to be weak and inhibited are in fact short and tight like a postural muscle. Okay, uh, have a great week and I will talk to you soon.